This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Southern Magnolia Smiles, a locally owned and operated dental office right here on Washington Avenue in Ocean Springs. Dr. Robbie Williams and his friendly staff provide convenient and quality dental care in a comfortable environment. Their number one goal is to make your experience an exceptional one by providing efficient and financially manageable treatment options just for you. Be sure to check them out on their website at southernmagnoliasmiles.com or reach out to them by giving them a like on their Facebook page or following them on their Instagram account. Now, let's jump into the episode. What's up, everybody? It's the Brownwater Banter Podcast. I am Jared Seymour, and I am here today with Corey Christie from the Maritime and Seafood Industry Museum Nailed right it. over here on the point uh, in Biloxi. Yeah, I got it. I was nervous about Nailed that. It. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, what's up, man? How you doing today? I'm great, man. Uh, glad to be here and tell you all about what we got going on. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those ones that we kicked around, been trying to do for a little while, and finally we're able to like nail it down today. So, um, And if we're talking a little bit fast, that's because we're on this OG drip from uh, the Jacked Up Coffee Bar right here on Howard Avenue. Shameless plug. Uh, this stuff's really it's good. the good stuff. Uh-huh. Let's jump right into it, man. What uh, what kind of stuff do y'all first? First, let's break it down like this. Like, what's uh, let's talk about you for a second and your background. You just had a really cool uh feature in uh local magazine here that was describing like your love for the Gulf Coast, like your story and everything. And I got to be honest, I was a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, you you out Biloxi'd me like by a lot. So what uh, what, tell everybody that's listening like your background. Well, I um grew up here in Biloxi mostly. My family's from Delille. Okay. So that's just right down the street, but uh, my mom defected, I guess, just yeah. uh, just right down the street here, and um, grew up mostly on the west side of Biloxi, um, you know, Pops Ferry over in that area, mm-hmm. graduated from Biloxi High in 97, go ahead and date myself there. I'm only four years behind you, <laughs> oh, one, baby. I was, so, I'm the north side of the bay, I wouldn't say Martin. So, all right, you know. it's not too far away, no, no. Um, but yeah, I did that, went to Southern Miss, um, moved away, which I never really wanted to do, but yeah. um, got to go to grad school for free. And the St. Louis area there at, at um, Southern Illinois University at Edwardsville. Okay. So that's right on the river there. So I actually lived in St. Louis while I was doing that. But um, just really want to always come back. Uh, got caught up, you know, with work and, and various things. And finally, about six years ago, I made my way back. And um, it was a good time. You know, when I moved here, moved back, the museum wasn't even built yet. Yeah. What year was that when you moved back? I moved back in 2013. Okay. Um, and they got completed in 2014. So that yeah. wasn't there. The baseball stadium wasn't there. Um, white pillars, white house, all yeah. that stuff was still under construction. Yeah. Um, and that stuff was all being talked about when I left. <laughs> yeah. So. It, it, it took it took a while. And I remember uh, with the with the White House Hotel, they didn't. I, I think for a while they didn't even know if that was going to happen. Right. They were talking about bulldozing it or demolishing it or whatever. Yeah. And now it's this beautiful attraction right out here on Highway 90. Yeah, it's great. And it's um, you know, and I, coming back, I felt the energy and um. I think what really kind of cemented me wanting to finally make the move and come home, I came down and saw the Rue Magnolia and just the activity down there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that's changed since uh, in the last six years, but there's just a couple of cool little art galleries and it was all new and, and good looking. And I was like, man, there's some activity. I, w- I would love to come be a part of this. And art's kind of always been my lane. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. With so uh, playing music. That. Yeah. Yeah. With the that. music and, yeah. and doing different things. So I saw that and I was like, I can come help, I think. Um, so I found my way back. Um, literally just left my job. Uh, moved home with no no job no plan nothing at all oh that's um, a that's a ballsy move sir. moved in with my mom for a couple of months and yeah. uh found the job and, and here we are yeah did you go straight into the museum or did you jump around before you made it i there? was at the uh walter anderson museum okay first. so i got a job there um which i was there for five years i guess and then hopped over here um and mainly you know i really did enjoy that job but i really want to be a part of biloxi and um the maritime is just the bedrock you know i mean it's, yeah. it's all the history all the information 
um, what better way to come over here and be involved and be the steward of that information? Yeah, we were uh, one of the uh, previous episodes. We talked about um, an old video that's out there. I think it's from like the 1960s or whatever. And it calls uh, it's on YouTube. You can look it up. It calls Biloxi the Riviera, uh, the hidden Riviera or something like that yeah. from back in the day and how we used to be. Um, the uh, seafood capital of the world yep, as well. Yep. So maritime is huge around here. Yeah. And we talk about all that, um, you know, kind of getting our start with tourism, people coming over from New Orleans to get away from the city. Yeah. Um, early in the 1900s, 1800s, mm-hmm. and then um, late 1800s becoming the seafood capital of the world. Um, oddly, things like ice and yeah. and trains, <laughs> you yeah. know, make it as those things come together at the right time. And and boom, it, it put us on the map. You mentioned that about the ice. Their um, University of Southern Mississippi did some kind of oral history project or something, and I have a copy of it. It's my great grandfather um, talking about when all the family they used, they named everything about the families who lived here really mm-hmm. back then at that time, and um, talking about the first time they got ice. Like he knew the store yeah. that had ice for the first time. I mean, yeah. something that you get for two dollars a bag for twenty pounds of it now, just anywhere you go. Like that was a huge deal for them back then yeah it was huge it allowed them to get that seafood out Um, right you know we got plenty of that so how do we get it to people and and people that have been you know they're from here lived here for a while all of highway 90 prior to the casinos were seafood factories or restaurants you know and i remember that you know i I vaguely remember some of it some of it too and that's why i like to see those old photos but uh you know it's changed just a little bit since then um being and so starting high school in 94 there were still some strong remnants of that Mm-hmm. Um, here, especially on the point. Um, and I remember going to school one morning and, and the treasure bay is there with the, that big pirate ship. It's yeah. like, where in the world did that come from? Yeah. You know? I also was, remember in 05 seeing it on the wrong side of the yeah. <laughs> highway 92. So, um, but yeah, so what, so you, you join in with the, uh, with seafood museum and, um, that thing, you can't drive over the Ocean Springs Biloxi bridge and not notice it. It's beautiful. Yes. It is a gorgeous way. It's a great entrance into the city, especially yes. if you're coming over that Ocean Springs bridge. Um, we have some oak trees out there that are starting to grow, get pretty big, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's like a giant real life ship in the bottle just right there. It, yeah, um, larger than life. Kind of overlooking the the the, uh, the bay there, you know, I mean, it's a little bit turned, but you know, it's yeah. facing the, uh, what is that, the east end of Deer Island-ish? Ish, yeah, you yeah, can kind of see that, but you have yeah. a great view of the bay and the Gulf Hills, mm-hmm. you know, over in Ocean Springs. And when I give tours, I actually usually stop on the second floor there as I'm talking about the Nydia, our, our prize exhibit there um, and have people look out over the right. bay and kind of look, do that panoramic view all the way to the sound. Yeah. Um, it's just beautiful. So, it, you know, somebody that's never been uh, to the museum, if to, to explain it to them, I mean, you, you kind of touched on it. You, does it explain, does it start out with the history of the city of Biloxi? Like you were saying, like people coming over, just used to be a vacation spot, like yes. you mentioned, for yeah. people from leaving New Orleans, right? Yeah, so I'll just give a quick um, floor by floor yeah. run through. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, so the first thing of, is that we have on the first floor is the um, lighthouse lens from Ship Island. Uh, so you start off with that, a great old piece of history. It was actually in the original museum that got taken down at uh, Katrina. Okay. That's so one of the few pieces that survived that. And then we start with the history. So it goes all the way from... Um, Diaberville Landing on Ship Island, um, up through kind of modern times, like the 60s, there on that little timeline. Right. Um, so it talks about becoming the seafood capital of the world, the tourism, um, rail coming, yeah. the downfall of oysters, and like all through all of that stuff. And then on the second floor, we have our boats. So that's where we have the Nydia, the big 30-foot sailboat. Okay. Um, we have a few other examples of wooden boats there, um, a cross-section of a schooner, which nice. is really cool to yes. see how that goes together. Um, and you can see some of the things that make Biloxi boats unique, which I think is cool. And yep. one of my favorite parts of the tour. 
um, talking about what it took to make a boat, a Biloxi boat. Um, we have a great video about the history of the industry. Um, just a bunch of old timers and they're talking about, you know, their experience and, you know, those folks are all kind of going away now. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, yeah. Dying, they're dying off. And um, so to have that on video is great. And it's people that, you know, some of the families I grew up around and some people names I recognize and people I recognize. It's interesting to see that and hear them tell their stories. Um, and then one of the big draws, the shrimp peeling machine, which, uh, you know, of course, revolutionized yeah, things because yeah, yeah. it took <laughs> literally kids out, out of, uh, <laughs> put kids out of jobs, uh, which I don't think maybe, they were mad about. Oh uh, yeah. Maybe they need to send them back these days. And yeah. Send them right. To, uh, get the work ethic yeah, going. Um, get them some discipline. And then on the third floor we have, what is my favorite part? The seafood industry exhibit. Um, cause that's where we talk about the kids in the industry and the ice. And how, um, you know, people were getting paid in wooden nickels and how that affected counterfeit and just all these things you don't know about Biloxi that are right there. I love getting people up there and telling them about, you know, these photographs were used in national cases to get uh, child labor laws stricken down. And um, we have the cans that the, the seafood would have been shipped in, which can you imagine that now? No. <laughs> Going to buy fresh seafood yeah, in cans. Yeah, can, yeah. Um, and then we have... Our art ex exhibit up there. So we have a um, gallery named after Joe Moran. Yeah. Who was the grandson of George Orr. Okay. Um, so it's in interesting connections here. Mm -hmm. So obviously mm -hmm. the Orr Museum is right down the street. But um, Moran was a boat builder. Okay. And so he injured himself building a boat. And as part of his therapy, started painting. Was great at it. Ended up having his work shown in the Smithsonian. And wow. you know, we have two huge of his pieces there. And the story, we tell the story there. Um, so we named the, the gallery after him. We do local art in there. Um, and that changes out about every three months. So that's something to stop by and see a reason to come, okay. you know, every now and then. And then we have our hurricane gallery where we just talk about Katrina, all the different storms through the years. Yeah. Um, very cool. The hurricane hunters are based here. You know, we talk about that. I don't think a lot of people know that. Mm -hmm. um, and we just finished our 50 years of Camille exhibition. This year was a 50 year anniversary yeah. or last year. We're in 2020 now. Um, but that was great. We did that for six months. Um, I mean, thousands of people came through to see that. We did speakers um, on Fridays that people experienced the storm, came through and tell their story. And we did some very cool um, interactive exhibitions where you could talk about the oral history. So we had oral histories that were recorded by the library. And you'd pick up a phone yeah. and you'd hear the story. And every time you hung it up and picked it up, it was a new story. Okay. People's survival story after the storm. Um, and the phones were a recreation of the phone banks that were around town. It was the only way people could communicate. There were no cell phones back then. <laughs> yeah, listen up, kids. No cell phones. Yeah, so you had to go wait in line yeah. for, for hours at a time, yeah. use a rotary phone. And, and um, so we were able to recreate that and make it a really cool interactive piece. That's awesome, man. What do you, you think it's mainly, like when you give these tours and stuff, do you, it may be hard to tell, but is it mainly locals? Or is it like out of town people coming to, you know, to do the museum? Uh, people that are at the casinos and stuff like is it part of a you know tour package or do you think it's mainly local folks we get a lot of out-of-town people okay um for our events and things like that the locals really do support it right but day-to-day -day, the amount of out-of-town people we get is is really amazing um and my first interaction with the museum was playing with blackwater at their new year's party and just taking breaks and talking to the people i mean there are people from south carolina at these things georgia um yeah. ohio just all it was i was just blown away by the reach Blackwater um, Brass is the band that he played in, uh, in case you didn't know. So go check them out because they're bad. They um, are bad. I'm not with them anymore, but right, they're great. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, we get great support, and I think the casinos are a big part of that. Um, the tourism people, Coastal Mississippi, do a great job of working with us. Um, we do lots of bus tours. 
okay. through this time of year, actually, it's about to kick up. Yeah. Um, and those people are from all over. Um, it's great when we have, we have this group that this one company brings these Midwestern groups in. And um, so I lived in the Midwest for a little while, so I'm yeah. very familiar. Yeah. But uh, we feed them and we can't get the shrimp bland enough. Oh, <laughs> are you serious? They're like this. complaining? Yes. Oh. And they put a red stress in on the potatoes and like... Um, it's it's it is pretty it's fun you know i can deal with the ranch on a potato but to bland out the shrimp i just can't i can't stomach yeah that. it's pretty I mean, funny we put french dressing on pizza down here so oh yeah weird that's, but that's weird but you know, i like it it is good it's very good um so you 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 already kind of leaned into it a little bit um it's not just y'all don't it's a museum and we need to go check that out for sure but y'all also do a lot of events here um for the people right yes we do events all through the year so the small ones we do some the art openings we just had um uh, art opening for Charlie Taylor, who's a local photographer, um, has won several awards, but he did a series of photos of the birds on Back Bay feeding at one of the factories. Um, so it's very Biloxi specific, yeah, <laughs> but very cool. That is cool. just amazing photographs, um, mostly printed on metal. So that's a good thing to stop by and see. So we just had an opening for him. Um, we do our wooden boat show in May, and that's okay. huge. Uh, it's all two days over the weekend at our schooner pier. Um, people from all over the region, again, you know, great support from from outside of the state, bringing their boats to show off their, their beautiful wooden boats. Um, we have kids' activities and vendors and, and things like that. We serve uh, seafood all weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have our drawdown. That's our biggest event of the year. And that's, let's see, I want to say sold 550 tickets this year. Wow. Something like that. And that's yeah. two person per ticket. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's very well received. Uh, it's a ten thousand dollar drawdown, so you can win some money. There's nothing um, wrong with that. And always with our events, um, again in my first interaction, you know, being there, one of the things that stood out is it really does feel like family. You know, that that crew there, um, Robin Davids, the director, he's been there for thirty plus years, I think thirty five years. Wow. And um, they just go out of the way to make people feel welcome. It's a southern um, thing. Yeah, it's a southern thing. Yeah. But I tell you, um, through all my experience of you know with the band working with these different places and. It, it, it's it's different it's a right. different feeling um it is just very very friendly and people come and they feel free to hang out um and people are dressed from like this to suits <laughs> to shorts yeah. and you know that's a coastal thing yeah uh, but it's interesting to see just the way people are everybody kind of is welcome and um nobody comes in and and feels like they're in the wrong place which i think is hard to pull off you know yeah. <laughs> it sounds easy but i think it's a hard thing to pull off um and then we have our heritage hall of fame we do that induction in October. So it's, um, you know, anyone can nominate their family member or themselves. We do boat captains, um, people who might have owned a business that was related to the seafood industry. Somebody who was just a worker in the seafood industry, boats. Um, you know, there's a list of things there on the website, but we do that every year in October. And that's a great, another big one um, that's free to the public. Mm-hmm. You can come and, and enjoy that. And then our New Year's Eve party. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Um, the biggest one in the summertime. Well, summer. That's uh, we're getting ready for that now. Yeah, yeah. You're but, planning already. Uh, yes, we're planning it already. Sign ups went up this week for our Sea and Sail Adventure Summer Camp. That's the one I wanted to hear. Um, it is something. So last year was my first year really dealing with the summer camp. Yeah, um, coming from Walter Anderson the Art Museum where we have you know fifty kids all summer doing art activities, <laughs> um, great art activities by uh-huh. the way. So if you're interested in that, they're great. But um, to 400 kids, I was. Oh, over I, didn't the know, I didn't know the number. I didn't know the number. That's a lot. Um, that's a lot. 
it is intense. So yeah. I think I lost 25 pounds over the summer <laughs> this year. <laughs> chasing them around. Chasing kids yeah. around, being in the sun. Uh-huh. Um, but they get to do so much. It really is a bargain. Um, it's 225 bucks for the week, and that's 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock every day. Yep. And we go to the island. We go fishing. We go, um, of course, swimming to a couple times. They get to go to Lynn Meadows. We go to um, the Science IMMS up in Gulfport. Mm-hmm. We do art activities. Of course, we do teach them some history. You know, that's a big part of it. But uh, they just do so much. It's yep. amazing. I can attest to this one. Uh, my son's been uh, at least two years. I don't know if it was th- three years or not, but I know the past two years he's been. And uh, him and all his little buddies go, and they, they really enjoy it. Uh, another friend of mine's, uh, his daughter goes, and they uh, it's just a good time. It's really it's really fun. And parents, if you're listening, $250 to entertain your kid for a week in the middle of the summertime, it's worth triple that yeah. <laughs> to, to keep and these kids entertained You know, during the summer. It's only 225 now. He's trying to get 25 bucks out of y'all. That, well, 25 <laughs> that goes to the podcast for mentioning it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so 225 it's an even better deal. Um, but yeah, so definitely, definitely check that out. Um, and uh, where, where are y'all at on the internet? People want to uh, come find you. What's the best spot? All right. So, of course, we're on Facebook. You can just look up the uh, Maritime and Seafood Industry Museum on there. We're on Instagram um, at MSIM, I believe is is the handle there. Okay. And then, of course, our website where you can sign up for summer camp. You can see the dates on these art openings. You can uh, register your boat for the boat show. You can nominate your friends for the Hall of Fame, all that. And that's just MaritimeMuseum.org. Okay. And if people want to come check out the museum, just show up, man, and go in there and buy a ticket, right? Just yeah. what, what, what are the hours? So we're open from nine o'clock every morning till four thirty every day. Okay. Um we're closed on Sundays this time of year, but in March we open back up on Sundays. Okay. Um and it's just ten bucks. We do discounts for AAA, military, and seniors. Uh students are only six bucks. Very, um, very affordable. It's a great deal. You can yeah. easily waste two, three hours in there if yeah. you really want to get in there and dig in. Um so, you know, I, I'll always suggest tourists go to all these spots we have. You know, we're so lucky here to have this mix of cultural things that we do um, just from just take it from the oar to the Mary Sea. That's like four miles from each other. Right. And so you have us, the um, or the Walter Anderson Museum and the Mary Sea all right there. That's two days worth of yeah. culture. Yeah. You know, I don't know a place with. You know, between us and Ocean Springs, there's less than 70,000 people. I don't know another place that you can say that exists. Yeah. You know, we've and I've mentioned it here before, too. I, down here on the coast is a very diverse group of people. Um, we ha- Our culture down here is, is di- I mean, go just even like to Hattiesburg and it's completely different yeah. than it is down yeah. here. And they make fun of us for it, too. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, it's, it's odd how the <laughs> yeah. rest of the state makes fun of us. But, they do. They do. Uh, and we talk about that at the museum. Another little. Really? Uh, is there a coast trash? Because um, like, well, no, we part just of talk it? about how we came across the diversity. So all the immigrants are mostly people that were coastal. Yeah. Uh, you know, think about the Croatians, the Spanish. Right. Um, the French, the Vietnamese. Um, they all came because. You know, they were fishing, and, mm-hmm. and if they were going to come here, they could do that here. Um, and speaking of the Vietnamese. <laughs> yeah, th- you mentioned it. We are hard at work on um, an exhibition featuring the the effects of the, the Vietnamese community on our culture here in Biloxi, um, from how they got here and why they got here to the way they have affected um, the way we fish. Um, you know, they, they did completely different methods. Yeah. Um, the way they do the chopstick method on the boats, and, you know, even they would fish north to south or no, south to north and we go east to west or, right. or west to east so that was a, a cultural thing um the food you know uh, i love whenever tourists come in you know, like what should we eat and i was like we do two things really well <laughs> if you want seafood or yeah. you want vietnamese food you're in the right place otherwise 
don't know what to tell yeah. you, but we do those things wonderfully. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of it. Um, so, so that, that uh, part of their influence, um, and it's something that hasn't been talked about a whole bunch. Yeah. You know, so, um, I've tried to include in our tours, but where I work, I have some information, some pictures. Um, so I've been reaching out to a lot of people to get help on that, which hasn't been the easiest information to find, but you know, the more you dig into it, the more it starts to come. So we'll have some great events around that. I know we're gonna have, um, partnering with Southern Miss and the city, I believe, and the B, uh, what's, what's it called? The SOS Boat People, Boat People SOS. Okay. They're actually right around the corner from here. They're um, advocates for the community. Okay. Um, and we're doing, um, they're going to release a cookbook, um, have some photographs by the students, and um, do some other things there on May 7th at the museum. Um, and again, that's open to the public. Um, preservation in May. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that. Mm-mm. Something nope. the city does. Okay. Um, and that's going to be a part of it this year. So. I'm exciting to get that, you know, out there and a part of, of what we do too. That's awesome. It's a lot, a lot of stuff going on down there. A lot yes. to check out. A lot to check out. Yeah. Um, I know one other thing that we uh, mentioned, we wanted to talk about before we wrap things up is the, uh, the art project going on around here in the city. Didn't you say you want to talk about that? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What, uh, if people may have noticed if you're riding around, you, you know, driving around downtown Biloxi and you look around and you see these big, beautiful murals painted on buildings and stuff. There's a story behind that. Is, am I correct? There is. I mean, there's a, there's a story behind everything, right? It's <laughs> well, also true, too. Um, so this is a, all a part of the Biloxi Public Art Project. Um, and we're doing this through Biloxi Main Street, um, which is, you know, uh, an organization that exists down here in downtown um, with the main goal to promote and, and build downtown. Um, and so this is a project to, to help us accomplish that. Um, so I came, I think it's been about two years I've been working on this. Um, or more now at this point, I guess almost three years, but, um, just at a meeting and one day I mentioned, Hey, let's, uh, let's put some art up downtown. You know, that, we, that was your brainchild. Yeah. I yeah. did not know that we had, um, kudos to you. Cause that was a great idea. Zero dollars to do it with. Um, even better. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That makes it easy. Yeah. You know, no money. Right. Um, no, it's not going to cause anything. Sure. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. Uh, no clue if anybody would accept it or let us put it on their walls. You mm-hmm. know, no, no walls, no artists. We had nothing, just the idea. Um, but I had been to, uh, we went to Tulum for a fairly family vacation and I love public art. You know, it's always been something I've been interested in and, and they just have art everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it is everywhere. So I got to researching a little bit, like how they pull this off. Um, and it turns out that it was a part of, um, propaganda after a revolution, I want to say, but at any rate, <laughs> they, um, put all this art out to spread a message, you know, right. to talk to the community in a way that, you know, everybody sees it and, um, they did it in a very obvious way. Uh, Diego Rivera, I believe, was one of the main guys. Okay. Um, you might know him from Frito, Frida Kahlo, his, her husband. Um, nope. But he was one of the main <laughs> influences on that. And so I read a little bit, and turns out that that project influences our double WPA project, which was um, done by FDR to get people back to work after the Depression. Okay. And one of the segments of that was art. So they hired muralists and different people to um, create artwork and pay them for it. Right. Um, so Walter Anderson was a part of that. So if you go to the museum, we have those huge murals hanging in the hallways. That was a part of the WPA project. Okay. So like I'm, I'm digging into it. And there's all these connections. Right. <laughs> um, it's making way too much sense. So you know, right. something's going on. Here. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, whoa, what a coincidence. Yeah. You know, I go to Mexico for a week and, and look what I've learned. Um, and so I uh, kind of based it on that idea. So we want to put ours to work and we want to tell a story. Um, and the story here is just Biloxi history. Um, so the first one actually that was complete was at the Maritime Museum of Camille because we yes. happen to be doing Camille yes. 
Um, it just kind of matched. So we put up the hurricane itself with that sign that was just very popular through the the hurricane and the, and the resurgence afterwards. Um, Where is it painted at? So it is painted on, there's like an electrical house. That's what I, yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. I want to make sure I was yeah. remembering that right. It what, what I liked about it, and I've seen this done in a couple other places too, it takes a functional, uh, it's like, a, it, I think it elevates some of your electrical stuff so that it's uh, yes. flood water safe. Yes. Got to have it, right? But yep. it may not be the best it's looking ugly. thing. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, it's, in, it's industrial. It's a utilitarian kind of thing. And uh, now y'all have jazzed it up to where it's a piece of art, man. Yep. I think that's awesome. Exactly. Um, and again, Robin was, you know, I was having to be talking about the project. She was like, you know what? This thing is real ugly. Can you do something about that? <laughs> can you fix it? Yeah. I was like, yeah, we can. Perfect. You yeah. Know? And it's very visible. Um, it is very visible. Yes. And it makes people look over there. Hopefully it's right. so it does. No, it definitely does. Um, so that was the first one. And then the next one was just right down the street there, the casquette girls on um, Thomas and Howard. Yes. Um, and that story, um, there were orphan girls that were sent over from France to, um, you know, hopefully make away from themselves in America. And they ended up having a huge influence on like schools and libraries and things like that along the coast. Um, they started in New Orleans and they move over here. Um, and then there's the one under I-110 that is kind of a, the artist never wanted me to tell what it was about, but <laughs> and he wants to remain anonymous, but okay, okay. it's kind of a story, a Bluxy story. So you see the Golden Fisherman in there. If you yes. go look at it, you see the Bluxy tour train, the original one. You see the patio that was at Mary Mahoney's before it got blown away. Um, and just all these little pieces of Bluxy history. Um, and then of course he ended up capping it off with that little tribute to Officer McKeithen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So each one of them will just talk about a particular piece of Bluxy history and hopefully it people question cause you know, they're not obvious, right? Uh, it's not all sailboats and lighthouses, That's right. uh, which we're going to have some of that, Yeah, but it's stuff that you might not know about. And, and that's on purpose. So you look at it and you're like, Oh, what, what is that? Why would they do that? It's funny you say that the one on Thomas and Howard, that was where our old studio was mm-hmm. over the Kraken building. And I remember like pulling up one day and seeing it. I'm like, what is this? Like, I didn't know if somebody like graffitied, you know uh-huh. what I mean? I'm like, it's very intricate if they did that. Yeah. And then I didn't know the story until you just now actually yeah. mentioned it. I, I didn't know what, you know, the meaning behind it. So that it's great. And it looks beautiful. All yeah. of them, all they, the ones they, I've seen are, are amazing. So far, so good. We've been lucky um, with the quality of work. Um, of course, we're kind of handpicking folks, but, um, you know, I talked about, we didn't have a dollar when we started it. I literally started ask you that. asking people at parties, like, Hey, do you have a hundred bucks? You might want to give me for some art. Really? Literally, that's how we started To it. donate. To donate the money. Okay. Um, so the first one, I ended up just buying the paint, um, giving it to the artist, and he did that one under I-110. Um, then we got a donation from Hard Rock Casino. Then Walmart gave us some money, and then it just kind of took off. Um, I'd get calls or emails from people that saw one. It's like, hey, how can I support this? Really? Um, and then, of course, we ended up getting the big check from Knight's Nonprofit here recently. Um, so we've raised about 30 grand. Wow. Um, just, you know, pressing flash and begging, basically. And yeah. now people are coming to us. Um, I've managed to spend it all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you on what. Good here. job. Yeah, Good job. Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you, tell you what, how we're, what he's going. Um, so we put out an RFP uh, in November to do an installation just about a block that way in that empty field there where upstairs and downstairs used to be. Yeah. So we're going to do an interactive sculpture. Okay. Um, so it's going to be, I can't tell you what it's going to be yet. We just picked it a couple of days ago. Nice. But you will be able to not only look at it, but actually interact with it. And it'll make sound and light um, as you play with it. Um, and then there's going to be another little auxiliary piece with that. So that's a big chunk of it. We're doing, if you drive down Howard, you've seen the big white wall there attached to the brick. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be our mural. That's going to be the postcard greeting from Bluxy when you know, the, the obligatory. Got to do that. Okay. Um, and then we're going to do two more 
just right down the street here. Um, one based on Prohibition, which has been, you know, a big one. Everybody kind of wanted that one from the beginning. Really? And then hopefully one on um, the gambling, the legal gambling. So some yeah. so, some interesting Biloxi history. I got some photos I could share with y'all for that. Yeah. We, yeah well, my yeah. family was a little bit involved in some of that. That's funny. Um, how did you get the artists? Was it just people that you knew from being in the community and being in the art, you know, music and all that? Um, or did people start reaching out? How, how did that kind of work? So a couple of them are people I know, but it's funny because I thought, yeah, I know all these artists. I'll just reach out and then we'll get this done. But it ended up, I think the first three, four, like I didn't know the people. They people that reached out to me and um, wanted to be a part of it. So, you know, of course, I check out their work, see what they're doing. And, and then we went. Um, and then, of course, some of the people that uh, have participated in the shows I put on in the past have done them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wanting to allow them to do two. If they do one, I want them to do two. Are they trying to be anonymous or are they telling? Only one. Okay. Wanted to be anonymous. Everybody else is, you know, they're signing it. Um, and then we we have a website where you can go look at them. Um, if you just go to the MainStreet.com, on the very front page is a big public art okay. link. Um, and so we'll list them on there and tell a little bit about the piece and why it's there. Um and so we're doing it in five. So right now there's five up on there. Um, there's nine murals up. So one more done, then we'll do another upload to the mu- to the page. Okay. Because, you know, you have to have something that you got to take pictures and do the work. So right. we want to do it in chunks. Um, but the goal is to get 20 up by the end of this year. And that changed a big time because when we started, uh, it was like, hopefully we can get one up this year and raise like a thousand bucks. But that yeah. obviously accelerated. So here are, we are. Are people donating? How are you going about getting the placement, like the walls, the actual walls? Are people donating that? Some of them are city, yes. some of them are business owned. So it's all business owned right now. Okay. Um, so people are kind of coming to me at this point. Um, yeah, it's a great thing. I mean, why would you not want it? Yeah. Really? And really, the city has been amazingly supportive. Um, you know, we have to go in through front of the HRC before we do every one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then literally, they they have had a few uh, tweaks here and there, but very minor. Um, it's been all support. Um, you know, when you post a picture of it, you expect, you know, it's the internet. <laughs> right, <laughs> you expect right. some negativity. Right. But oh, well. There really hasn't been any. Haters going to hate. Um, <laughs> even a citizen showed up to the very first hearing just to say, when are y'all going to do more? Like, I was blown away because, you know, the guy's sitting there, and, you know, you have to go up and do your thing, and he's going to come up and give his rebuttal. And his rebuttal was like, yeah, I love the idea. So <laughs> how can, like, when when are more going to go up? And I was like, what's uh, going on right now? Yeah, yeah. Forum like that, right? Um, so it's just been great to... To have something like you know come from your head and all of a yeah, sudden it's out there. Yeah, it's and- a real thing. That's awesome. So you're putting a, you're putting your mark on on downtown Biloxi, man. That's great. I love it. Um, I think we've covered the bases on this one, haven't we? I think so. That's yeah. a lot of info. That's a lot of info um, we nailed, Joe. Put go back and listen to this one again so you can make sure you caught everything. Right. Um, I do want to add though. Yep, a couple things we didn't hit on the schooners for the uh, Maritime Museum. We do own two schooners that um, are there at the Schooner Pier Complex on Highway 90. So it's basically right across the street from the Ore. You see the two huge. Boats yeah. with the Biloxi logo yeah, yeah, yeah. on the sails. Yes. Um, the museum owns those? So we own those. How, how long was that? that pier. So I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't realize I that I believe the first one was built in, and I'm going to get this wrong, I'm sure, but I think it was 1994 the first one was launched. You're, you're talking about the boat? The boats, yeah. Oh, so they were built for y'all? Yeah. Okay. Ours, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. They're replicas of, you know, schooners that, right. that uh, the schooner was the workhorse of the industry, yes. you know, for a long time. It was before the, the um, before motors, motors before luggers. There, yeah, man. And, um, so you can charter those. You can go out. We do sales on them several times a week, even through the winter. Um, there's one tomorrow at two o'clock. Well, this won't be out tomorrow, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you can go out and check that out. It's thirty bucks to go on there, or like I said, you can charge it yourself. Mm-hmm. And of course, memberships are huge to museums. 
Um, so check out our website. We have some great deals um, for a hundred bucks. Your whole family's a member and that gets you into uh, museums all over the country. So we're part of a uh, reciprocal association. Okay. So when you buy our membership for hundred bucks, you can, there's 900 museums that are part of it Damn, around the country. Deal. Yeah. I use mine often. Um, so it's just a great way. If you're into that thing, it's art museums, history museums. Yeah. Um, several in, in New Orleans are part of it. I know the Ogden is. Um, I've used it all over though. And I've used it in Austin and just all over the place. Um, and the ore, you can get into that and wham and just all over the coast. I just spent um, great. some time in the World War II over in New Orleans Museum and loved it. So I think that's the busiest museum in the world. Really? I think so. Wow. One of the it, top two it or was, three. Yeah. It was amazing. Like I, I spent eight hours in there. Yeah. You know, could have and could have went longer, but they were closing. <laughs> so it's a good time. Um, I, I used to work at the Bow, and I would see this um, schooner go by all the time on that back catwalk mm-hmm. there they have for employees, and I would just stand there and watch it. It's a beautiful, yeah, it's beautiful yeah. sight to see that thing going through. And it's a know. fun and unique experience. You know, it's just two and a half hour sail, so you go out there, you can bring whatever you want with you. We have coolers. Um, they're just going to kind of go hang out and enjoy the Gulf and Hopefully there's a little wind so you can move, but not too much so you don't tip, you know. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to chop out there and yeah. all of that. But, uh, well, man, thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, be sure to go check them out. Uh, that's the Maritime and Seafood Industry Museum. They have a website. They're on Facebook. I'll, they're tagged in this, uh, in this video you're watching right now, so just click the link and go check them out, man. Take the family out and enjoy a, a nice evening and learn a little bit of Biloxi history. Corey, thanks so much for all coming. Right. Thanks for having us, man.